Dave, do you want to not be rude? Should we in- should we uh, introduce the possible ghost voice that could could maybe possibly intervene here and there? I don't know. I mean, we could we could ask ghost voice if they like said name already, since that's now their online name. Yeah, it sounds good to me. All right. Well, ghost voice it is. Okay. GV. GV. That sounds that sounds like, like a disease. <laughs> Uh, right. So you have the GV. I believe that as we discussed, we have a we have a uh, we have a short little something something headline we need to discuss. Absolutely disgusting. Heavy metal headlines. Event take two. Look at the doggy. <laughs> <laughs> He's still right. there. So, so the main event is the doggy. Hey, well, uh, uh, oh, never mind. <laughs> Uh, All right, so um, the boys here found a found an article that uh, we thought was uh, actually pretty interesting. It uh, has two of the most influential names in the metal industry, and just two guys that, like, anytime something happens in the world, we're going to go straight to them and ask for them for their opinion. Corey Taylor does actually have a like a meme that goes around, like, what would Corey Taylor say? How <laughs> did I know you guys were talking about Corey like, Taylor? Like, what would what would what would Jesus do? We we have to reintroduce him, by the way. There's a there's yeah. a strange voice in the background because I I deleted the first one. So the strange voice in the background was uh, ghost voice. Not that it's a strange voice. Your voice is perfectly fine, but ghost voice is the name of our our edition tonight. Yeah, we're good with that. Ghost voice. Ghost voice. It is. Ghost voice. GV. Welcome, ghost voice. Don't be an annoying prick. Again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I not find the? Oh, Jesus Christ! So the article that uh, yeah, that we you're not going to church that we what? <laughs> he said, uh, "Why can't I find the Jesus?" The article Christ? that we're talking about, um, and essentially the the headline here goes: uh, We put Corey Taylor and Randy Blythe in a room and ask them how they would save metal. Yes. First of all, by recycling. So th- there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of talking points. Sorry, David, I didn't mean to cut you <laughs> off, but there's a lot of talking points and there's a lot of questions that they asked. And I like I think what we all thought would be fun is we would actually go over their responses and maybe we would mix it. In, we would blend it in with like a little heavy metal over a six pack response action. Ooh, Ooh. bet you didn't see that coming. <laughs> Thanks. So. I was having a really hard time. <laughs> I know. That's why I did that. So you're, you're a good friend. It starts off. Uh, <laughs> this is kind of like the the synopsis of it. Idiot rock stars, iTunes metal, and the future of noise. And the two men here have the opinion on it all. So that's that's fun. So essentially, they uh, they they did this in a spacious dressing room backstage, Gross. somewhere in the hallways of the Toyota Park Stadium. 
why we care about the capacity of said stadium, what that has to do with anything. They're doing like, this prior to a festival, people. I'm just saying. It Easy just game. Seems weird. Easy game. Strange. Double header situation. <laughs> so essentially, they, they they went through and they kind of asked questions and and these guys, you know, responded in the way they would respond, being who they are. Um, I mean, we'll obviously post the article, but we can go through a few. Um, I think it'd be cool if we went through each question, mm-hmm. kind of give a quick of what they said, and then kind of our thoughts on it. All right, Fair so we're, we're saving metal. Yes. Us, Corey Taylor, and Randy Blythe are saving metal right now. Yep. And thank you, Loudwire, or Louder Sound, or whatever you are, for starting this process. So uh, we can jump right in. Uh, the first question started. What do you think of where metal is right now? Now <laughs> no one. Uh, Corey Taylor himself feels it was it's healthier than it was a few years ago. Um, Randy pointed out all the stuff is coming out of the hardcore scene. Uh, Corey pointed it's a it's a it's a different style. Um, there's an inherent violence there that he just loves. Um, and Randy, we were just talking about Code Orange yesterday. Oddly enough, since they're going on tour with them. Um, so yeah, essentially, I guess I guess they. I mean, and I'm gonna I'm gonna play the devil's advocate here. The fact that these guys are in the biggest part of the scene, the fact that they're like the front runners of the scene, uh, obviously it's gonna be big for them. You know right. what I mean? Like, um, but, so uh, you know, Corey's answer was actually interesting on this, and like the reason why it was interesting on this is because like I think I actually was more under the impression that Corey did more with newer artists. Um, I know we we didn't really so like he thinks it was healthier than it was a few years ago. It used to seem like everything was sullen, a little too mapped out, a little too rigid, too stiff. Um, he said, "That's me though. I don't listen to a lot of new shit, or I didn't. Now I'm getting into a lot of newer bands like Code Orange, Knocked Loose, All Pigs Must Die, um, Nails, Nails, Dot 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 Dot, whatever whatever Nails is. Um, plus, I also thought Corey Taylor had like a record label, so it's like." Or was like responsible for one. So like, I was, I was, I was, I found it interesting though. Like he made the comment that like he didn't like listen to like a a lot of new shit. Um, Are we going personal opinions on this question? We can. So it's weird because I think I think everything's like subdivided into like its medium, right? Kind of a thing. So I have what I call um, I have what I call uh, octane metal. Which is uh, the octane octane satellite radio right. station, and like pretty much everything that comes off of that station is going to be like a certain thing, a certain type of music, a certain right. type of like kind of a pattern. It's gotten a little bit better this year, but like you know, in, in years past, it's like you have like octane radio, and then you have like everything is like sec- like sectioned off by like pretty much where you come from. Mm-hmm. So like. You know the the Michigan scene is like focusing on more of uh, I don't even know what subgenre to to call it. Like you get so Post mixed up, like, metal. You get you get so caught up in like all these different subgenres, and they all kind of like section off and they find their median, and like that's like the only. So it's like weird. Like it's like clicky. It it, it varies. It really does. And I also think it's all like, and it's probably because of like the oversaturation. There's a lot of repetitiveness now. Yeah. Unfortunately. That's true. But at the same time, I've never been one of those people where it's like if you write something, like you're not necessarily knocking off somebody else, but maybe like you're really inspired by it. But it's like, what else are you supposed to goddamn do? Cause it's like, right. You got a guitar with 24 frets, six strings, and 
X amount of like chord chord progressions. I mean, there's only so much stuff you can do, man. There's only seven notes on a guitar, A through G. That's a very uh, loaded conversation. <laughs> yeah, what do you know? You're just a ghost. <laughs> Go away. And it's not spirit. even one that I'm willing to have with you. I'll put that right up with like that's too uh, too much in TMI. I'm the like, well, doodle up here and do this with this thingy and play this here. Well, right. There's different octaves, but it's all derived from the same note. Yes, the seven-letter alphabet. It's way better than the human race. I like turtles. I have a belly button. <laughs> <laughs> I just play drums, man. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I just play the rhythms. Um, so overall, I think they're... I think they're um, their their point of view of it was not necessarily negative, but not necessarily. No, I like, mean, I, I I really just think they were like, eh, whatever. But it, I, I again, we're fucking awesome. Who I, cares about anybody again, else? Again, I mean, the obvious. I I don't. I'm not saying this is what it is, and I'm still playing the devil's advocate. But they could be biased. I mean, it is the genre that they run. You know, they they want it to be what <laughs> what they say. You know what I mean? But I mean, like I mean, Corey evidently is listening to newer bands now. You know, so maybe who knows. Thanks for it, Corey, for checking out the uh, lesser known <laughs> bands. Went out to one of the shows before when the opener came out. Did you, Corey? Yeah, right. <laughs> Is that what happened there? Just hanging out in the crowd. <laughs> Good for you, pal. You got there early. Uh, I love Corey Taylor. So, hopefully, hopefully, if he's listening, I'm just making fun of you. But uh, any other thoughts on this one, Dave? Anything that's not has anything to do with the record label? Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Record label. Whatever. Uh, that's offensive. <laughs> that's racist. No, quite simply, where, where's metal at right now? I, I kind of agree. I think a lot of it is really repetitive right now. I think there's a lot of people that are kind of still painting inside the, like, the initial wave, the initial, like, box of metal, you know? They're trying to, like, stay inside those same four walls, and we've kind of outgrown that we're looking for something a little little edgier a we, little do, I mean, we discussed ginger ginger a little you know? bit how they're right. out of the box but they're, exactly. they're gaining a lot of popularity because of right. it you know what i mean but i think a lot of people obviously you try to mimic success anyway but of course. Uh, i think especially in this genre right now from the number of local shows that i've seen all of the bands that stand out it's probably been Maybe like ten percent of the amount of bands we saw this year, mm-hmm. and and those are the like the cream of the crop in the local area. And then when you get more competitive at different levels, it, like that can change. But there's, I just think there's like a, a certain plateau right now where there's a lot of metal bands at in the local scene. For me, maybe okay. maybe my sure. maybe my scenery sucks, but I, I kind of feel like everybody's still trying to do like the the classic fry scream thing. That was cool 12 years ago when it came out. <laughs> and they're all kind of trying to recreate that. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. So the uh, the second question, Anthony, like I'll, I'll let you deliver it if you like, but like okay. somebody needs to explain this one to me because I'm not sure where they were going and I'm not sure where these answers were going. Do either. you feel like heavy music has been missing some of that legitimacy lately? Like What are they talking about? Um, I guess... Like the originality of it, I want to say. Or well, so as an example, so Randy's answer is absolutely. And the good thing about bands like Code Orange, Power Trip, and others is that they all come up the way that we did. 
I mean, I think the oldest person in Code Orange is 24, and they've been playing together since they were 14. They came up playing halls, basements, doing shitty gigs. When we started, there wasn't an overwhelming amount of festivals, big tours that there okay, are now. So they're, they're doing it on their own. They're doing it from the ground up. You hmm. know, they're not they're not jumping on these big things. They're kind of doing it all themselves. I mean, it, it's it's hard when you when you have the venues we have now. You know what I mean? Like all the like again with the festivals and stuff like that. I mean, anybody can make music in their basement. Unfortunately, that's it's what right. we live in. And like, it, I don't think it should be affected by the legitimacy of it. I think it's it's more or less how you, how you. I think it's the product you produce with what you have. You know what I mean? And it's uh, it's, it's it's a gray area. It really is. To that well, point, Corey actually comments on the ar- the article. It's like he says, um, and I'll just read verbatim. I think there's a reaction to what I call iTunes metal. Randy and I have been talking about this for years. The dudes who write music, they're not listening to it. They're looking at it on a fucking grid. It's lined up. It's too perfect. You might as well auto-tune it all. Cut, paste, cut, paste, cut, paste. So it's... It's that oversaturation thing, man. I mean, like, if we wanted right. to, we could write a song right now. We're, like, we're recording on GarageBand. Like, it's a completely adequate editor. Mm-hmm. Well... Good tone right here. So I, I can <laughs> agree. Tone. However, I kind of, I kind of take, I, I kind of look at the other side of it though too. I feel like when you say legitimacy, there's a whole bunch of like bands that are like, I'm not gonna say older. I'll say original. Some, some of these original bands still playing today, and there's a certain amount of jealousy from these bands at how quickly these newer bands are coming up, because back in their day with CDs and records and all this other stuff, they, they had to grind through all these awful shows and do these things and they weren't connected and i feel like instead of looking at it from like an experience standpoint they all just kind of crap on new bands and say like oh you haven't made it you haven't earned it yet right like even if even if you're working the same shows with them there's mm-hmm. there's a, a couple lead singers I've, I've i've watched interviews about that that talk about that stuff and this kind of seems like that that same kind of mentality is at least underlying for both sure. these guys sure and uh, it really is kind of disappointing because, like, bands that I've looked up to have now said stuff like that. It's like, well, what do you expect them to do? Like, we're not selling CDs and records anymore. Right. Like, no, exactly. <laughs> well, know? that's what I was trying it's to just, point It's out. just an like, entirely different era. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's just like anything else, though. Like, it morphs. Everything we changes. It goes we don't, we don't, we don't like, hand-build cars anymore. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, seriously, like, right. it's the same idea. You know, yeah. it's, I get it. Like, some people started like that, but that's not how it's done. It's just not... We're evolving, unfortunately. Go as voice. You got anything? Any thoughts? Wherever you are in this room that we can't find you? In the no, walls? In the I, ceiling? I don't really got anything on this one. Bad. <laughs> now go back to your, your, your wall. Go as voice. <laughs> Thank you, oh wise spirit. <laughs> mirror, mirror on the floor. Bro. Do you see that? I just My saw the movie trailer for Invisible Man. It looks stupid. Really? Only because like I know it's a dude who just can't see him. Like it, I, I'm a horror fan. They got so away with not. making a movie about a dude that was beating his wife. Well, that too. But you all they had to do is become invisible. Like this is like opening doors. <laughs> Lost. <laughs> this, is, this is a gateway drug. <laughs> You're probably gateway right. Gateway abuse. Might edit that part out. Gateway. You, you never edit anything. Yeah, out. Yeah, right. You always say you do, and then it just like, comes oh, I'm out. Because I read it, I listen to it again, and it sounds funny. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, anything else on this one? Or can we move to the next question? Please. Next, next question. Please, next question. So, is that era of cookie cutter over polished metal coming to an end now? No. I skipped one, but that's okay. Did I? Sorry. It'll never come to an end. I did. I'm so sorry. There's no way. Um, but, but we can stick with this one. Okay, yeah. I'll just go to the other one after. Gross. I say yes. Actually. Um. I think there's actually been more of a demand, like the whole oversaturation thing. Like there's a. I mean, you actually have to. Point. You actually have to do something fantastic now. Otherwise, like it's like uh, so easy to hit the skip button, and that you would just like move on. So like you actually need to actually to develop that level of talent that's gonna attract like the certain listener, whether it's a guitar hook, whether it's a vocal hook, whether it's a cool drum beat, like whatever whatever the case may be. And Randy Blythe actually, his only comment on this question is, I think so, the cream is gonna rise to the is gonna rise and it's like I think that's actually happening. I like Corey's response to this though. Yes. Do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? Either way. I wanna take your thunder away, buddy. Uh, so Corey said, yeah. The proof is always in the pudding. I do a lot of speaking gigs at school and music programs, and they always ask what my advice is. My advice is always the same. Get in front of an audience. Learn to play. Learn to make mistakes. Don't be afraid of mistakes. Mistakes are the best way to find out those cool ideas. And the young bands that we're talking about, you can tell that that's what they've done. They played together. They've gelled together. Gelled? That doesn't make sense. You know Gelled. what's a, you know what's actually like an interesting like and I I actually have like a real life example of this and I'm not gonna name names of the bands one because one of them I can't remember, so I don't want to embarrass anybody. Like myself. But so the whole like uprising, like the whole like copy paste, like the whole I can develop anything in like my basement kind of thing, like go, going out and like playing shows has become like more about like backtracking and right. like fewer players, more components, but Everything's like kind of pre-produced. Uh, we went to a show at the Feet Music Hall uh, a few weeks back, and there was a very uh, small yep. piece band. There was a three-piece band, and they had like all of these backtrack, like all of this super Six produced, playing. like uh-huh. this super produced stuff, and the, like the little EDM mixes into it, and like the the buildups and the letdowns, and all of that dude's stuff like completely failed. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, on him. So. What happened was the show ended up getting kind of shut down, and like you know, like you're playing in a an event where there's twenty something bands playing. Like you're, you're not go- they're not going to uh, extend your set time for you by no. any means. But he just went into like sheer panic and like you oh. know restarting laptops and like doing like all this stuff. But the good bands that are out there. Like, they take this, like, under their wing. They go out there and they make a mistake. Piece of equipment fails. They power through it. Right. They fuck up a guitar part. They play into it. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to. Funny comment. Continue lead, with life. Lead, <laughs> lead singer gets into a fight with an audience member of the band and keeps playing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's happened at one of my shows, by the way. No. Good. Good. But, I mean, it's, like, one of those things, like, and I think, like, Audiences are going to start reacting more to like the live, the live scene where the, like stuff like this does happen. Like they show humanness. No, it's <laughs> we t- we talked about it at the Inflame show. Like he, they're not even worried about putting on a show anymore. They play like a yeah. kick-ass tune and they just fucking chat with you like they've yeah. known you for like months. Mm-hmm. Well, they like yeah. Hey, bro. Forever. Cool shirt, man. Yeah, pretty much. Want hear? You want to hear a song off that album? Well, I'm not playing it. No, seriously, I'll play it. Which one do you want? Yeah, I'm not doing that one. <laughs> Like they just fuck with you, man. Yeah. Like it's it's like so great. Like you get that like interpersonal thing, but like 
these are the ta the bands that are talented enough to actually like overcome this like that copy paste mm -hmm. octane series music is gonna suffer in that point especially on the local level you know the nationals whatever they probably just link lip sync and <sighs> like super bowl that's my thought don't oh worry about that god my tongue hurts anyway after the super bowl <laughs> what are you doing to your tv what that's none of your business, sir. Oh, you did see the halftime I show. I thought that was like a workout video. <laughs> like, weren't you supposed to try to do what she was doing? Isn't that Tybo? Is that different? <laughs> B B Billy, Billy Briggs, or whatever his name is. What was that 90-minute one? Like P90X? P90X, that's yeah. the one. <laughs> Billy May is here. No, no, that's a, that's different. <laughs> oh, a different salesman of something that doesn't work? Um, so, next question. Um, it's felt like for a few years now, there's been a certain style. Even a certain guitar tone. That's the quote-unquote right one for metal bands trying to make it big. Uh, I like Randy's response. He just said lame. <laughs> and that's it. He doesn't give a uh, shit. Corey himself. He said, yeah, I know bands who are going into the studio right now, and they're playing the drum sets, but they're not playing the kicks because they program the kicks. So I've heard stuff like this, like in recording studios, like all the time. Like they will correct like drum beats if you're off time. Like if you like, you can't play the the click or yeah, they'll, like they'll whatever. Move you around. They'll um, put it together. I've heard the thing where if the bass player can't play in line with the kick, like they'll adjust that like later it's on when they do weird. the mix. Like there's so much stuff that they play with. Like it, it all depends on your producer and like how raw you want the material to like, kind of be. But the point that I kind of took out of it from it's like. As far as, like, guitar tone and the right tone and, like, whatnot, like, I think that's definitely, like, a thing. Like, you need, like, everybody all of a sudden needs to be in drop B. Otherwise, you're not heavy enough. Like, right. there was once a time metal music was played in, like, E standard tunings. Yeah, it's true. Um, I, remember the last I know one of the heaviest bands I've ever heard, and, like, every one of their albums is actually, like, E standard tuning. And, then like, it's ridiculous, so, like, mm -hmm. if you listen to it, because you're like, oh, well, that's definitely, like, you know, fucking A tuning. And it's like, no, it's just E standard. They're just fucking it's, playing it, it, right? It depends how you, ro you know, you roll your I don't think Corey ring. knows it or not, but that's kind of a jab right at Lamb of God, because all of Sacrament, all those kick drums are all programmed. Oh, really? That's not recorded kick at all. That's funny. That's probably it's, why Randy said lame. Some of the, some of the samples are... <laughs> Randy was probably pissed at that point. He's like, <sighs> Yeah. One of the samples layered into the kick is actually the typewriter. Really? Yeah. That's funny. Interesting. Ghost fact number four. Ghost fact. <laughs> uh, and Corey, I just want to continue Corey's little uh, rant here. He said, seriously. Uh, so there are people who are fucking learning how to play and record without the kicks. So they're playing everything else, but then they program the kicks. What the fuck? And that's not even actually the same with like just like the drummers. Like you know, the, I how many bands do we know that like they don't have like a legit bass player? Or they like their guitarist was like picked up like a week ago and like came up with like one riff. To yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> and now they produce like a song that's well, like. How many bands are put together with two people? One person, like the entire band. Think about it. Yeah, Whether or not they can play set instruments. Most people don't even use drummers anymore. I'm serious. Hashtag sad. Yeah, drummers' lives matter, okay? Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> you, you put it at the wrong I idea. put it between every letter. Gross. Good friend of mine tells me all the time. I mean, he practices with it, but like he has a drum pedal. It's like a drum machine that's supposed to emulate like whatever. It's like, oh. Hey, I like people. 
I like people, people in this. I like weird fills that you're not going to expect. Mm-hmm. At what when point? I confuse the guitarist and he loses time. Yep. That w- makes <laughs> me laugh every time. At what point? We wouldn't know about that at all. Are we going to create the the Terminators of the music world? They're already made. They're that, they're that band and that's all over. robots. Their names are Sherman. They're sophistic- sophisticated sex robots sent back through time. Change the future for one lucky fan. Go on. What, American Pie? Am I aging myself that I don't bad? No, I don't live here. <laughs> Least funny movie of all time. It's pretty funny, the first couple. Least Clearly, you've never seen the oh, Titanic they, because they, that was not took, funny at all. They took that series a little too far. Well, they always do. Yeah, they could have stopped after two. They could have just stopped. <laughs> uh... Making fun of my childhood. Stop it. I we, don't care. We digress. Uh, yes, any course. other uh, thoughts on that? No, I don't really think Randy Blythe should have been an American Pie. That would have been really weird. I mean, you're right. No, that's totally. <laughs> I totally agree with you. <laughs> but you know, I mean, Corey Taylor, I guess, with the haircut, he could. No, okay, maybe not. Wow. What? Instead of being productive, you're just going like right for the insults. Right. Dang. It's one of those episodes. Uh, so, next question. Uh, <laughs> can truly heavy, abrasive bands still break into the mainstream? The only person that answered this is Randy. Right. And, and he said, uh, dude, I'm playing the main stages of massive U.S. festivals, and I can't sing for shit. This guy right here is known for pure insanity in a mask with vomit and bile, and he can play huge places. If it can happen for us, it can happen for them. So I would generally agree. Like, what I feel like, I feel like there's, like, more, actually, uh, options for, like, larger-scale festivals. And, like, they seem to be popping up, like, more and more. Like, you got Metal in the Mountains. You got Rocklahoma now. You got the the big, crazy money the ones. The Swiss one. Um, yeah, we talked about that one. Even the Boston Calling, like, that happens. It's, it's like, a, a music, like, an overall music Blood festival. It's not, even, it's, it's, not even a, it's not even, like, a metal fest by any means. But, like, Rage Against the Machine and... They're playing Coachella, so that'd be fun. Red Hot Chili Peppers, like, stuff like that are playing, like, those kind of a thing. So, I mean, there are stages that are now available. As far as is it easier or can truly heavy bands, like, break in... From our opportunities with just this podcast and the people that we, we've been able to like kind of talk to, like I, I've been saying this f- for a long time, there seems to be like a regionalism that happens. So if you come up in New England, like you're kind of, you can be like a ABC level band in New England, and then you'll have this one handful of the nationals that like come around and like will feature like a local, but. It's we. I feel like it's so hard right now for any band to get out of there, and I blame that goes. It goes right back to oversaturation. It goes back to the fact that like it's so easy to put out music now. Like you're not so peppered out there anymore. It's not just the big cities that have music. It's the small ass town that has three or four bands that are playing. Or right, and I'm gonna actually segue with this one. Because in talking about mainstream and whatnot, um, I, I found this article kind of in, in the same tone, and I, I thought it would, it would match well. So um, Haley Williams of uh, Paramore, as we know, um, she actually criticizes the Grammys, which which came on recently, for not televising their rock and alternative categories. Which, if you ever notice, that they, they they don't do that. They never they do. never have. Um, 
So, and and the the kind of point that she made is that um, uh, she actually praised uh, Billie Eilish because she's she won whatever, <clears throat> and she tweeted um. Uh, she she added after she talked about Billie Eilish a little bit. Uh, she added uh, that she also heard that Cage the Elephant won best rock album, but nobody on the live aspect, no one no one said that. No one you know right. nominated any of that. Trivium won a Gravi, uh, Grammy last year. No one that was not televised. You know what I mean? So it's it's like I get where she's coming from, but it, it's kind of weird how they just kind of ignore that. Well, it's like so we're bit, they're getting recognized, but they're. <laughs> not, not, pub- getting, not publicly. Not getting recognized. It's like, well, okay, well, like, just, like, you bring these guys out to the back. We'll give you your your meal straight from the kitchen. That's what I mean. Like, like you, don't, you don't have to sit down with us. Like, we don't need you there. But, because, I mean, we talked about Death Angel. Death Angel was, like, one of, yep, like, yeah, a, yeah, like, an exactly. extreme hardcore group that got nominated for, like, awards. But, you know, the show starts with Beyonce and fucking Jay-Z and whatever stupid bullshit they're doing that night. Yeah, because she, she was pointing out, she even tweeted, you know, she's like, can we at least get one rock category? At least to start, you know, at least kind of, because, you know, she said the youth Maybe. need to see it. Like, they need to really see what, there's a more than and what they feed us. You know, you know what, what happens I mean? is, it's like once it, once they have the one, then that segues to like two or three. Right, Then exactly. that segues into like, like, they get more involved. Just look what happened when Mo, um, Ozzy Osbourne did the single with like Post Malone. Yeah. You exactly. get all these clowns like tweeting. It's like, oh, I don't know who this Aussie guy is, but he's going to be huge. Post Malone did such a great job here. Well, if you, I bet if you start mixing some of these things together, man, like you're going to be I mean, like, holy that's, shit. That's man. Like, I feel that's why they've been doing these collabs so much because, unfortunately, and it's going to sound weird, but it, it makes our music relevant to the mainstream because it's it's like put in there with these big people, quote unquote. Gross. And then, like, they're like, "Oh yeah, look at that guy." It's like, "Oh." There's a point. I'm gonna, I'm gonna save my. I had a point, kind of, sort of, in this direction, but I'm gonna save it for like one of the future questions that are in this article. So, but yeah. I mean, definitely, it's. Oh, it's it's so weird because even when we started this podcast, I think one of the first things we said was like, "We have a niche genre, we have a niche like fan base, but we have like a family based fan base, and like you know, it's." community strong and like all this stuff but it's like almost like you can't tell anybody that you're into it because they just look at you weird or like you're some kind of psycho which understandable (laughs) it's a fair assumption (laughs) yeah right Uh, do you want to move to the next question sure anything else no you know Uh, what do you think of the way the scene has become so fractured um, I like br- I like Randy's response. Randy brought up the endless subcategorizations, and that they are ridiculous. Yeah, he said as soon as you put something into a category within music, and it's often not the bands that do this; it's usually the journalists or the fans. Uh, I'm supposed I'm supposedly one of the leaders of the new wave of American heavy metal. I always get asked, "How do you feel about being the leader of you know this?" I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? As soon as you categorize a form of music and it gets a little Wikipedia article, people still going, hmm, these are the codified rules. I better follow these if I want to be part of a banana core, which is not a type of music, but we should Yet. probably work on that. Yet. Uh, then you're just fitting banana. yourself into another little uniform to wear. Which he's right. I mean, the, the subgenre aspect. It's funny because a lot of the bands that we talk to, they don't, they don't really... 
Nobody ever wants to admit what right. they are, or it's, or it's like we're not really anything. Right, or exactly. Nobody wants to be subgenre. Like they it's don't like stereotyping. It's the same thing. We're I mean, underwater techno beaters. I mean, with the exception of maybe like a lame genie who completely understand that they're like video game metal. Like every right. every original band that like we've we've talked to, not the lame genies original. I love you guys. Sorry, it's coming off weird. Um, every original band that we've ever talked to, like they, and. I'll be completely honest. Like sometimes this like drives me nuts too. It's like, well, we're trying to create our own thing. Well, that's hard because there's so many things out there, but they don't. Maybe they don't even necessarily know where to put themselves. Right. I play in two bands right now. I don't know what the hell to call them. Playing four, and I have no idea. If somebody a- or if somebody asks me what they are, I can, I can tell you what the third one is. It's a cover band. That's fucking easy. <laughs> <laughs> I play everybody else's labels. I don't need my own. Yeah, right. But um, like it's just. But wasn't it Corey Taylor, like, something in here? I, I don't want to necessarily read, like, no, the no, whole no. thing. But he actually says it kind of puts a timeline on it, It puts too. an expiration like, date on it. An expiration date. That's exactly the words he used. Thank you. It's like once you actually, like, coin something like that. So, like, everybody was, like, lumped into, like, so Slipknot being called New Metal, which we just did the stupid thing with the <laughs> top tens and Slipknot was listed. So we graded them as a New Metal band. I never really considered them a New Metal band, like, from what my understanding right. of New Metal is supposed to be. Right. But at the same time, it's like the only reason why he was considered a new metal band is because he came out in like '99. Right, and that was the era. and that's when new metal was there. And yep. it's like so, like ride the wave. It's like, but I don't know. Were they really a new metal band? Were they really doing like similar to what all those other groups were doing? And then when all that phases out and you move on to like the next best thing, it's like, oh well, now new metal is dead. And then you get like the haters, where it's like, well, if you do like new metal, well, you suck. Well, why do I suck? Because I like, it's like I can like whatever I want. Man. Right. <laughs> Well, like, when everyone asks me, like, any of the bands have been in, like, oh, what kind of music are you? I always go, well, I'm, like, kill switchy, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I, I associate myself with other bands. I don't give it a subgenre. Right. Like, I sound close to, you know, Dolly Parton. You know what I mean? Like, something. <laughs> si- I mean, like, but that's so you. you Dolly know. Parton kill switch, though. Because if you say, <laughs> oh, I'm, you know, Goldfish Metal, like, no one's going to... Like, th- there's uh, 604 bands that could sound like that, and they're all different, but they, they're in that category. I would bang to Goldfish Metal. Like, physically? I'd have to, like, would really think about like this. Because like, what, what would a King's Ascended be? I have no idea. Exactly. I have no idea what anybody would put it uh, in. Because, like, actually, like, what, like, pretty much like they said, the fans and the writers are the, usually the ones that, like, label all this stuff. But if I'm thinking about it, it's like, okay, wait a minute. I listen to a ton of music. I should at least be able to place one of my songs, like, where it would be. I've heard Industrial before. I've heard... There you go. Yeah, that's about the only <laughs> feedback that we've <laughs> we've actually gotten. There what? you go. Yes. You can use the bathroom. It's okay. You don't have to raise um, your hand. You can just go. A king's descendant would be a prince. God, you are such an asshole. I kind of hate you right now. Did you know that? Do you know that? <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> you you asked what you, it would be. Feel good about that? I kind a little bit. Why are your pants off again? Put them oh, back on. Sorry. Good lord. <laughs> we have visitors, man. <laughs> uh, we were having a nice discussion. Next question. <laughs> so, so this question is kind of a weird uh, question. It doesn't. I don't really understand what it means. But it says, "Do you think we're all too tribal about this shit?" 
Randy just said, I think it's ludicrous. I don't see how that answers anyone's question. What does rap have to do with it? What is the speed of, you know, Spaceballs, the movie? You know what? Anything to do with this? Based on Corey's answer on this one, I think what he was trying to refer to is, like, it actually kind of goes back to, like, the whole being, like, clicky thing, where, like, somebody, like, follows, like, a certain... A certain... And Corey was talking about punk. Punk music. It's like, oh, well, you know, you follow these guys and then like you kind of grow out of it and like you know you don't you know so you don't take everything like so personally kind of a mm-hmm. thing I, maybe that's kind of so I, I feel like that's unfortunately like when you have like the printed interview you have no idea what these guys are saying back and forth like what's you, on like the you don't have tape. the the um what's the word like, always personality this is the, edited. The tone, the tone this is edited it. probably down to a 10 minute read what it was could have easily right. probably been an hour and a half kind of a thing so it's a weird question that they put right. in but I feel I feel like that's where they were trying to go with this, and I mean we've we've always said that it's like the, it's kind of like a popularity contest, and like you know you, your whole job is to you know follow this one band and not like eh, everybody else. It's like well you know I I've always hoped the open mindedness would be like a little bit better, like people can genre ju- jump without shame. I hope so because I listen to a fucking ton of shit. Like there's I'm the same way. I can be at a death metal show on Saturday and a fucking punk show on Sunday, and I'm happy as a pig and shit. Like, in. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's where they're going with this yeah, question. Yeah, it's, it's just. It was a kind of a weird one. Uh, the next one. Um, what do you think about metal getting appropriated <laughs> by mainstream fashion? Kim Kardashian wearing Morbid Angel t-shirts and all that? She probably Co- thought I mean, it was Corey, the Corey was the only one to um, answer this. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he said that he's got two minds about it. Uh, the part where it makes me want to, you know, set fire to the whole field. Uh, but there's also a part of me that's like, fucking right, good. More people should know who Morbid Angel is. Or... So this was that point that I wanted to make up when we were talking about, like, the Oscars and, like, the whatnot, how, like, the, the metal stuff is, like, kind of buried and, like, nobody really knows about it. This is kind of, like, the next level of that. So, like I said, if they televised one category next, like, next year, and then the, the, that actually draws, like, so much attention and so much sales where they'll have two categories now that, like, get televised. This is, like, the next stage of it because now you got, like, all these big-name people unknowingly walking around with like a morbid angel shirt mm-hmm. so now this whole group of people are like, ah! now granted like thousands and thousands of them are probably just buying it just for the fashion aspect yep. and like you know want the appearance of the rock star but you know what maybe two percent of those people actually go and look it up well i always remember and i brought this up before but jared dines did, did a video where he was where he went to like metal shows and went up to random people and looked at their shirt and said, can you name five songs from this band? And, like, 70% of them could not. Mm-hmm. There was the one guy who actually went through the entire catalog, which is very impressive. But most of them have, they just, they don't have no He was a plant. But. He was a plant. <laughs> at the same time, it's still a visual. Like, it's like, even the Jared Dine thing. Like, Jared Dine gets millions of views, like, mm-hmm. on his videos and, like, whatnot. And, like, yeah, we're all making fun of the stupid pop girl, but at the same time, you know. Names are getting out there, and this is how it accidentally it's, happens. It's a weird, you know, way to promote, sort of, like, unintentionally. 
and I found this. I was actually finding this thing like when I was just looking for like content in the show, and like I saw this thing like the most famous like or the most like iconic like metal shirts of like all time. It was like Iron Maiden, Morbid Angels in there. It was like some obituary stuff. It's like one of those things. It's like well, we can't really talk about that on the podcast, but these are the ones that are actually getting out there though. Mm-hmm. Like these are the ones that like the like the the just want to fashionably look like a rock star. Right. All of a sudden, Iron Maiden shirts are like walking around in like Rodeo Drive. It's it's like the next step. Like there's a visualness to it, mm-hmm. and I don't know it's it's an interesting, shocking time out there, Anthony. And and to follow up with your rock star accident, uh, question is: Is the age of rock star dead? They both said no. What are your thoughts? Post Malone. Post Malone will always be my number one example. I feel like a rock star. He actually l- released a signal. Uh, a signal. <laughs> a single. He released a single. Words are hard. <laughs> Smoke signals. Blah, 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 blah. I feel like a rock star. Like, the rock star mentality is like, been, like, I remember getting, like, so mad. Like, so mad when I like, hear these things. Like, Just listen to metal, then! Yeah. Um, what? It's a fucking. Little John, maybe? Actually has, like, a crazy ass uh, EDM song out there. It's, like, in the pit. And it actually explains what you're supposed to do in said mosh pit. Uh. Like, create a big-ass circle. Push a motherfucker. Push a motherfucker. And it's an EDM song. And I'm like, what? What? They're trying to get people to start moshing at EDM shows, though. It's like, but you know what, though? Stuff like that happens, though. Somebody actually told me. I was at a festival this one time, and we were talking about just like crazy ass mosh pits. Because like I used, I, I was, I'm a, mo- I used to be a mosher, but still am every so often. I'll go, I'll go mix it up with still some locals. Encourage your crowd to be inadvertently. Shut up. <laughs> um, but when I when I was definitely younger, I mean, I was, I was, like, that was my thing. Like I'd be out there like starting. I mean, you, know, you start getting like a, there's a community like out there that like we would start talking about it. And somebody actually came up to me and they told me like the hardest mosh pits that they ever been in were at like rap shows. Like, Eminem and Dr. Dre did a tour in, like, 1998, and that was the craziest mosh pit ever. What the fuck are you talking about? Mosh is that pit? the one that uh, that Shaq was in? But it's like, what the, like, seriously, Dude, what, like, what the fuck, man? Like, They've clearly never been in a So the yeah. culture, like, our culture, it's like, okay, well, we don't necessarily like what you're doing, man. Like, you're kind of crazy, but I like what you're doing there. We're going to adopt that. We're going to get crazy at our shows. We're going to start fucking punching people, and it's going to be legal. It's going to be great. Why do you sound like John Gruden? Mm. Why did you get real <laughs> southern? Man? I'm trying to talk a bit like somebody, not me. Really would it's not the point. It's, it's not the point. Whatever. What I'm, trying to do, what I'm trying to say is all the other cultures have always taken aspects of us because, you know what, we're fucking cool. So Post Malone goes out singing like how he feels like a rock star. Rap concerts are fucking moshing. EDM is talking about in the pit. Like, it's like they hate us because they ain't us. I'm going to say it. Post Malone also used to be in a metal band. I mean, he's actually a huge metal head. That's true. Which is funny, but. Yes. That's very true. And you can't knock the guy. He knew knew where the money was. (laughs) His teeth are also metal. (laughs) Touche. I hate to me the the country music, but this guy, Brantley Gilbert. Like that dude, I, I had to see him live because my girlfriend metal. is very heavy. He's that like his band is so metal, it's like retarded. It's like he's like, listen, we can go make fifty bucks over here, or we can go make five mil over there, and they're like, get on the bus. Uh, and to follow up with this question, uh, what does the term rock star mean? 
At least now. Thanks, Nickelback. Uh, oh my. <laughs> <Ow>. uh, <laughs> I mean, like, I get it. Too soon. <laughs> um, I mean, Corey makes a good point. Um, he said that it means just do what you do. I mean, Rockstar doesn't need to. It doesn't need to be music, even music related. You know what I mean? You know, it just if you're just doing your thing, if you want to be down to that rock and roll Hall of Fame versus mm, yeah. everything else kind the of basketball thing. Hall of Fame, rock star, rock and roll Hall of Fame. Well, even like not music related, like you just be a hero, man. It's like, dude, you That's fucking I mean. you killed that man. Like you were a rock star there. Like that was awesome. Yeah, you 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 know you drew that that coloring book like a champ. You know what I mean? Like Thank I'm you. saying, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I told people they rock before. They weren't necessarily rock stars. No, and, and he he kind of followed up with, uh, uh, I think people being a rock star means you have to be chemically dependent on something. <laughs> to me, that's just putting romantic bullshit on addiction. So what he's he's making fun of like the whole like it's like you know sex, drugs, and rock and roll thing. Right. Like everybody's like job is like get wasted and and whatnot. And, like and aside from like the this, the horrible addictions of like taking like so many things, you know. I don't necessarily th- feel like we glorify the the like the Motley Crue style afterlife of concert of Sex concerts drugs, anymore. Rock and roll. Um, <laughs> but we definitely do. Otherwise, that movie would not have been nearly as successful. Well, what I'm saying, I guess maybe, and com- correct me if I'm if I'm completely off base. Like, I don't necessarily think we're you're not following like I'm not I'm not seeing like all that remains like in a bar like. Like smashing hotel rooms and like right. you know chugging right. like whiskey bottles anymore, like so. Pantera was actually probably like one of the last because they were they were they were the trans not necessarily glorified their alcoholism, but they used to be like if we have a band fight, we'd put a bottle of whiskey in the middle of the room and none of us would leave until it's gone. Which I don't know how that fixed any of the fights, but that could probably make them much worse in my mind. At least the bands I've worked with that <laughs> it just makes things bad. <laughs> oh bueno, that black tooth grin though. It's true. Um, and, and again, following up with this, it seems to be a recurring thing. Um, do, do you feel like the glorification of that side of the scene is finally dying out? Which, um, and, and I'm, I want to chime in a little bit. Um, I, I'm going to actually go with, yeah, because, um, I mean, I, I guess it's like not cool to do drugs anymore. But uh, we want to point out, and uh, me and Marcus had an episode where we, we were talking about the, the uh, clothing cleaner for Slipknot. And he was saying that, like, he used to find, you know, weed and dime bags and everything in their pockets. Now he finds, like, herbal tea packets and, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, a, it's an, I mean, I think it's more of an age thing. I mean, when you get older, I'm, you kind of grow out of it. I was going to say, as you get older, you mature more. Right. And, you know, you move past that exactly. party style of your life. No, exactly. And, we, and I mean, look, look, look at Even Keith something Richards. more current, though. We actually just had the pleasure of, like, speaking with Maya of yeah. Forever Still. Yep. And she was talking about the touring through Europe, and she didn't glorify it like in any way, shape, or form. Like she really said, it's like what people don't realize is you know you play the show, you get in the van, go to the hotel, you go to the hotel, you get six hours of sleep, you get back in the van, and then you just go on the road and like you see Europe through like a passing window. Mm-hmm. You do a sound check, you try to get something to eat that's like somewhat healthy. You get yourself like prepped and warmed up. You do the show and you do it all over again, yep. kind of a thing, and kind of like talked about like more about like the grind of it and i think that's kind of what's happening like with out there. that's and just going back to my point like you that 
they're not glorifying the fact like we're not we're not focusing on what like where the after party is. Right. Like Kill Switch engage August Burns Red's playing at House of Blues. Yep. Where are they going after the House of Blues? They're going to their fucking Boston. They're going to the next show. Right. No, like, exactly. like fuck you, Boston. Like we're out of here. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. And that's love you mean it, but <laughs> I mean, look at the smaller bands. I mean, look at Raven Black. They had to cancel their tour because they didn't have the money. They didn't have the funds to follow through. They just didn't. They're schlepping they keep up bitch ass hotels, and they couldn't have. They didn't have enough coin to fix their vans, so they could get all the way across. The country. Like seriously, like, though, like if you listen, I mean, look at when um, Tala went on when Justin was talking a little bit how they were saying that like. He's like, I, 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 like he would eat like an orange yeah. because it's all he could afford. You, eat an apple. you know what I mean? Now, because you couldn't, you just couldn't buy anything. You know what I mean? So just to add like another level, maybe to the conversation. I mean, is that because like the industry is like dying to the point where like these, where they're not ma- necessarily making the millions anymore on these tours? I mean, that the saturation comes in to really the, the play only there. money that they're getting now is from touring and merch. Because right. that's actually an interesting point of view to go at. It. It's like, okay, well, when Motley Crue was around, like, Motley Crue didn't have any responsibility. Right. As long as Motley Crue showed up at the next venue with a pulse, yeah, yeah. they got paid kind exactly. of a thing. And, like, that doesn't work that way anymore. We actually opened for, what, Raccoon City Massacre? They yep. were guaranteed 100 bucks a show. Mm-hmm. And they had 13 stops starting in, like, New Orleans, like coming up to New England, didn't make it. No, no, <laughs> they're only exactly. guaranteed a hundred bucks a show. No. Like, like it's not like back in the day where it's like, oh, well, you know, you have infinite amount of money. Like a six pack will probably put some of these bands bankrupt. Seriously though, now that's just fucking frightening. Sh- streaming has really killed a lot of it too. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's no. weird because it puts it puts more of an emphasis like yeah, on you used to put out the album. To promote the tour. Right. Am I saying that right? No, you used to tour uh, to promote yeah. the album. Yes. Right. You used yeah. to you used to tour to promote the album. Promote, 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 album release, tour, tour, tour. Right. Now you have to tour to promote your album. You have to go to all of these venues and it's like like and download, like and download, like and download, like and download, stream, 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 stream. Put us on repeat. Go to sleep with us on repeat and the sound on mute. <laughs> yeah. yeah, even there was a separate interview with uh, Corey Taylor where he was saying even like a million plays on like YouTube pays four hundred bucks. I mean, it's like point zero 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 zero. There's a lot of zeros before the number yeah. comes in. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Um, yeah, it's and I've read even in a separate interview with him where Slipknot has never made a single penny off a record sale. Right. Yeah. It goes straight to the record label. Yep. yep. So all their money comes from touring yep. and merch sales. Pretty much. Um, I mean, the next question is pretty much just talking, continuing about the rock and roll situation, which we brought up in the age thing and blah, 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 blah. Uh, the next question is kind of a weird question. But uh, Marcus, actually, I think this is the one that you pointed out before we we went on air but uh the question is uh do you think metal as a culture worries about quote unquote making it big too much or should we be proud to stay underground so randy's answer on this is like um if you don't mind i'll I'll just read it and then i can i can just uh so randy says like i wonder about the validity of the term underground when you can download anything from any era of music, like even if you're in the middle of an Indonesian jungle, like which I've done, 
How <laughs> underground? How underground is that? Underground used to mean that you had to search and hunt and use word of mouth. You had to go to some fucking sketchy shithole with a heroin junkie running the register in the order to find something. Now you can go on Amazon and find any record that's not very underground. It's an interesting concept because there's a whole culture of music out there that actually prides himself of being a part of the underground and being like a pioneer of the underground like kind of a thing. But And then he says this, and it's like, you know, that... That's actually very true. He's not wrong. There used to be, like, and it kind of brings you back to, like, the mid to late 90s where, like, no, like, if you you had to seek stuff out, you had to know where to find things. You had to go to, like, these weird record stores that would have, like, these releases and nobody else, like, would carry kind of a thing. And, like, there was, like, just, like, great stuff out there. Now, do I – the first part of the question, though – now that like I re-listen, like listen to it, do do I think metal as a culture worries about making it big too much? Why would that be a worry? Yeah, well, well, then again, look well, at, yes look and at, no. Look because at Ginger. they have two. Th- well, you have to think. Ginger is, uh, I I think she's a very unique case because I think they blew up and she's like, oh, I don't want this. Right. But they're not unaccepting of the fact that they're successful. There used to be a certain vision in the metal community where if you made it big you sold out right. like there was a very thin line that you could get up to Metallica. where it's like if you're too popular oh man you're just selling out to the masses man what do you mean of selling out to the masses why is it a bad thing to be successful why is it a bad thing for a, a huge mass of people to like your product like, do you mean to tell me that there's jealousy in the music industry <laughs> But you know what I mean, though, is, as <laughs> yeah. far as, like, let's take a band that everybody hates, like Five Finger Death Bunch. Five Finger Death Bunch doesn't suck. Right. But why does everybody hate them? Because they're huge. Yeah. For no reason. Now, we make fun of them and relentlessly. I mean, look at Metallica. It's the same way. For putting out album after album after album. It's like, will you stop? Right. Just stop it, Five Finger Death Bunch. I think it's the Bunch. 600 covers, but that's it. Yeah, but, like, they just released Inside Out. Like it's a newest single that's coming off of probably a, yet another album, but you know what? That song is awesome. Yeah, it's actually a really good tune. It kind of reminds me like back of the old days, like way of the fist, like a little more synth, but like a bat, a bat, a bat like back in the old days. But it's like that's the thing. Like so, like the the whole culture about worrying about making it too big. It's like they almost want to keep the underground because it's almost like few of us are better than all of us kind of mentality. But I did think it was funny, about, like how he was talking about the underground. It's like, well, why, why is it underground? You can find anybody anywhere. It's true, though. All the uh, all the underground bands from the '90s, you can find them now. Like, just go look at. Go. Even, even the underground bands now, they're trying to put their stuff all over the internet just so they could be relevant. found mm-hmm. and, and right. be relevant. Try and get more people to their shows. I mean, mm-hmm. if you tell me if you're in a working nothing really goes word of mouth anymore. No. If you're in a working band and you're actually putting out like a recorded product, you're trying to tell me that like you don't want more people to hear it. Right. No. Exactly. exactly. Like, that's, come on. What, what kind of conversation are we having at that point? It's like, bro, bro. I mean, if, if, you, have the yes, boat, if you have the boat to get across the river, you're not going to swim. You know what I mean? Like, it's. I mean, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm a musician. If I recorded something and, like, it got huge, I'll be like, yes, go, 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 go. <laughs> Push it as far as it'll go. I've been saying since I had this podcast, I want one, one hit. 
One one hit. Just give me my one one hit. I'll go down as a one hit wonder, and I'll enjoy the shit out of it. Well, like like I tell think, my grandkids. I think like our first episode, we talked about it. Like if somebody came up and knocked on our door and said, "I'll give you four million dollars if you write this song," I said, "Yup." Where the fuck do I sign? You tell me I'm wrong. You know, and, and, and I mean, we're going to digress a little bit here, but I mean, it, it's more the fact that, like, these people, if you want to make a living off it, you kind of have to give in a little bit. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if somebody, like, offered me a job where they're going to pay me more money to do less or, or a different thing, I'm going to take it because it's more money. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, money makes the world go round now, and, and people, that's why they do what they do. You know what I mean? Unfortunately. But I, I feel like that's what it, and it's just it's it's a weird mentality that we have. Like so, it's almost like we talk. We also talk about like how like the metal community. Like you know what, we're very family oriented. Like we're very like we take care we take care of our own, like kind of a thing. But I think we did an episode one time. It was like what 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 the hardest genre to cross would be or who takes care of their own better like would a pop artist like would a pop fan like accept the metal fan or a country fan accept the metal fan kind of a thing and we said like how they're like oh well, you guys are weird well maybe we're like a little bit too protective like kind of a thing and five finger death punch it's a perfect example they got too big oh well they're in it for the money why are they in it for the money they're they're awesome I mean, just they do some shitty stuff here and there, but they're awesome. <laughs> I mean, how big they've grown just shows how actually popular they are. I mean, it's the same with Nipple, Nickelback. Everyone mm-hmm. talks shit about them, but they sell out shows. Right. So right. they're obviously they're making loved. a fucking gazillion dollars a year. Why? I like why do they? Why do they suck? Right. It's like that's the weirdest argument like in the history of the world. Okay, they. For me, it's music. Musically, they're amazing artists. Right. I just. I just his voice doesn't sit well with me. Right. I mean, it comes into a personal and opinion in, in, in the long is. run. But I just don't like his voice, but the music is fucking great. Right. I, I've gone to see them live. They're great The live. drummer is very good. They're very good live. <laughs> but the hate is they're big. Yeah. That's exactly it. It, it's je- it really comes down to jealousy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's why they say everybody hates up. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not it's wrong. a it's a silly argument because you know what you can probably find like there's probably like a local band in like fucking Joe Bob community in fucking whatever state in this community like and whatnot, and they're probably the greatest band in the world. They don't have the means to get bigger. They don't have the means to get their product out there, and like not enough people have seen it or it just gets buried in the algorithm, like kind of a thing. Yeah, well, you I know mean, what? It happens, but that's why I don't know. Some of the best bands I've listened to have literally one album. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they, they just didn't make it. Yep. But what they had was, you know what I mean? And it's unfortunate. Some of the best that. bands that I'm li- I've am i listened to are driving the tours and Camrys and pulling out combo amps. <laughs> Seriously, like. Are begging you to buy their demo so they can mm-hmm. have, like, a cheeseburger and get home that night. And it's like, you don't, I don't understand why they're not huge. I mean, I think they're fucking awesome. But yeah. it's like, it just doesn't catch on. But then, like, this band, which is less than this band, is huge. Well, I'm not going to knock that band, too, because you know what? They, they came out with this song, this song, this song. Those are those are good tunes. Like, I get it. I think it also has to come down with being at the right place at the right time. Well, you got location, the, location, location, location. You got the old adage, it's all about who you know. Right. Yeah, that too. Daddy's, cousins, sisters, there's, brothers, friend, owns scouts nuclear do, blast. Scouts do <laughs> go out to local shows. Right, exactly. Unfortunately, nowadays, we have to, like you have to go to that place. You have to yeah. be big before you get signed. Right. Yeah. Like, you got to have Like, something. you have to you bring have, you followers. Have to, you have to build a local following. Right. 
It's like, oh, you only have 5,000 followers on Facebook? Well, we're really looking for six. Well, seriously, though, it's it's upsetting. But it's all social media based. But for what it's worth, if you're a musician, and like hopefully you guys all feel the way I feel, like if I ever put out anything that went big, thank you. Yeah, I'm absolutely. very appreciative, and like I have no limits. I have no problem. I mean, the the whole like staying underground to stay underground. It's like eh, I don't think so. I don't think so. And if you just said it, somebody somebody bust down the door and say, "Hey, ten million bucks, record deal." Yep. Right, <laughs> whatever the fuck you want. Okay, but it's only gonna be underwater bl- bluegrass. Oh. That's okay, fine. I'll still do it. <laughs> it's just fine. I can learn. I'll, I'll learn the spo- I'll learn the spoons tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. All right, final thoughts. Uh, James Hemfield's at a rehab. Ooh. That's my final thought. Ah, uh, good for him. I'm proud of him. That's a long time. That's he he uh, he brought that up at a car show, so that was cool, I guess. He brought it up at a car show. Yeah, he like he showed up at it. Remarks about Ran it. up yeah, to yeah. a car show. I'm out of rehab. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. He can drive no, now. I'm out of so- rehab. <laughs> <laughs> he can drive now. He's sober. <laughs> exactly. Rude. Well, he didn't get a DUI, so I don't think that counted. But yet. <laughs> yet. No, he just pays him off at this point. I don't think he's just... got to do that. That's all <laughs> they just realize. You know, you wouldn't. You don't want to be the cop to give James Hetfield a DUI. Let's be realistic. <laughs> I'm sorry. Driver had a contact buzz. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're gonna let you go, Mr. Hetfield, but your driver is coming with us. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Damn it. Third one this week. As he gets out of the driver's seat. <laughs> it's a European car. Yeah. The driver's on the right side. Yeah, right. I bought one of those cars from the driving school. They got two steering wheels. <laughs> Nobody knows who's driving. Only the brake works. I drove here. He drives back. <laughs> <laughs> Team effort. Why so serious, Dave? Why so What's up, yo? Here we go, uh, kids. Hello. I hope this is plugged in. I'm What's up? Really <laughs> to make sure it doesn't goof around. Yeah, I can stand next to you. We can like share. We the can same. huddle. We can huddle for. We can stand the share mic track. <laughs> What's up, heavy metal over six Your lips touch oh, mine wait, again. Gotta, I'm gonna be mad. We gotta represent. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta well, represent both sides. Outside. So that's why you guys are. Dude, it's doggies, man. You're a dog. All right, so. <laughs> I uh, I brought this up because like uh, f- I can smell uh, it from here. We um we follow these uh with these beer groups and everybody seems to be asking for this stick figure coconut IPA that comes from this place called Wachusett Brewery, and it's uh, never heard of them. Never heard of them ever. Ooh. Never ever ever. And <laughs> it seems to be like it seems to get like a lot of traction. I'm like, dude, we like live down the street from this place. I almost feel like we should fucking review this thing, right? And none of us have ever drank this before. We like we literally just poured these. Mine is still fizzing. <laughs> Look at the head on that. Proud See, I like it. <laughs> I've heard that about you. <laughs> how no, I actually, that? I actually watched his video and like how to pour beer. And, like his head in his pores, very weak. <laughs> <laughs> weak head game in my pouring. <laughs> so we're actually we're gonna you know, review the, Navy, so doesn't count. the Wachusett <laughs> Brewery stick figure coconut IPA that all of these beer groups have been asking for. Like people want this shit shipped across the country. Yeah, people and, like, are begging they, for it. Like they'll sell their soul for this, and it's like it's unbelievable. It's like these people like. Well, it's this, like when Yingling was was a big thing. Like people were fucking trying to get it. Into oh, I used fucking to Massachusetts. love the Yingling until it came to Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah like, I'm I'm ruined the piss out of it. Now it's not as cool. Nope. 
It's not, it's not good anymore. But this, this anymore. is uh, this is definitely on the up and comer list, and there's so, a lot of people that really want it. So, so kind of like what Anthony just said, like you can smell coconut. You can like, smell it from like, here. It's like it's like pounding us like right in the mm-hmm. face. Yeah. And there's something dripping. Like, that's your, that's your ice. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, shavings. Why is it hairy? Okay. Well, because I have a dog and everything in my house is hairy. Coconut fuzz, but um, you didn't have to be. It's fine. Hey, hold on. Let me get the rest of this. So this is this is exciting. Like I'm kind of like delaying the inevitable here, but like it's like this is oh, like oh, oh. this is an exciting oh. day. Wow, he did. Oh, it's coming down the side. There it is. There's a it couple beads. That, couple see, beads you know over the edge. It froze. That this is a good pour to me because like it's good. Until you have to bring it to your face. Good luck. We didn't have this pour in your video, did we? <laughs> no, we didn't. Sorry. <laughs> All right, boys. Stick figure, gentlemen. Told you. Already gave the sniff test. Pretty good. Wow. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Uh-huh. Wow. Hold okay. On. I know what all you motherfuckers have been asking for. <laughs> We're <laughs> starting to understand the craze here for a second. Like, you wow. can smell coconut. You know what? I hate coconut. I hate it with a passion. Like, pina coladas, go fuck yourself with that shit. Man, like, it's terrible. It's gone. But this is, uh. But this isn't. Like, you can smell coconut, but. Oh. This is like beer with, like, a. It's like a roasted <laughs> like marshmallow like coconut beer? finish. Oh, like? No, it's like a... It's good. Wow. Mm-hmm. No, that's very good. Dude, mind blown mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. No. It's good. It's almost fruity. Is that I, weird I pick up a little that? bit of citrus. That's yeah, what I was going to say. It tastes of... like a little bit of citrus. Citrusy, yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's not sweet. Yeah, like, I mean, coconut's like... like sweet to me, but like... Oh, wow. I could uh, I could get down with this. The, uh, the aftertaste hangs out oh, for a you know little what? bit. It's a coconut-infused tropical ale, that's why. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, tropical IPA. My apologies. Yeah, but it's still... You can smell coconut, though. Like, you, you pour that, you're like... Oh, man. Yeah, but that, like, that coconut... I was worried at first. Tree, but it just goes away. Like, once you yeah, it's, it's like, not... It balances very nice. It just tastes like... It's a very mild coconut. It is very, very smooth. I am fucking impressed. Okay, all right. How impressed are you? Wow. On a scale of one to six... <laughs> you said 10. No, I said six. <laughs> but you were like, six. I I just stutter when I'm wow. excited about beer. Full of beer. You know what? The that other thing too. is like what I know of Wachusett Brewery. Like there there are certain things that come out of Wachusett that like I really enjoy, and there are certain things that come out of Wachusett that I really don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is this is amazing. This Surprising, is really right? I did not expect this. Nope. I thought I was. I actually thought I was going to hate this beer. Wow. I really did coconut IPA. I mean, that sounds terrible. Who the fuck is gonna drink coconut well, IPA? Well, like that's that's god awful. I've had a lot of coconut beer, so I kind of expected like all the other ones, but I think the tropicalness really. This is this is gonna sound bad. Gross. But you know those those coconut air fresheners. You know what I'm talking about the little trees, the coconut ones. Yes. Have you ever smelled those? Yeah. This is like a beer that somewhat tastes like that, but. Is smooth. It's you, not like you know the, they don't taste like the smell, right? I say yeah, maybe I'm, I'm maybe I'm, I'm upset because like the 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 actual aroma of it does not like translate to the beer. The beer is like the beer is like, dude, I'm awesome. Mm-hmm. But the aroma is like, hey, I'm sweet. Yeah. Well, it it's de- it definitely kind of throws you for a loop because it's it's no, so it's like we different. just interviewed this band. They're like, it's like it's like Marilyn Monroe with like somebody else, Medusa. Medusa. <laughs> 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 wow. Wow. So is this? Can you only get it at the brewery? Do they not sell it in stores? No, no, they sell it in stores. No, okay, because uh, I know so, got it there. That's why I asked. So, Wachusett's reach as far as distribution goes uh, throughout New England? It's like Cappy's. 
Um, but um, they're, I know they're trying to expand their reach right now, but, you know, thanks to the ATF, there's certain licensing that goes into well, that. Well, they just got into cans not uh, too wow. long ago. Right. All right. Um, 5.5. Wow. 5.5. Okay. What do you got, Andy? That's amazing. I did not expect that at all. I really thought I was going to hate this beer, and I wanted to hate this beer, but then I'm like, I drink, I'm like, <gasps> Okay, now now 5.5 out of 6. It's not, <laughs> not not the typical 10 scale. It's the 6 scale, right? Yeah, we are. Just, in, just in case, there, you there know might what? be people. You know what? If you don't know we do shit, I'm going to give it a 6. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 6. Whoa! You happy? What? You happy? Man. I dropped. I, I dropped the mic, but it's now about, it's about time that we. Have now I gotta do some. I gotta do some. Overthrow Magnus. I I gotta do some quick math right now to figure out what kind of grade I'd have to give this for this to match our overall four point two five that we typically rate. <laughs> I cannot believe this is gonna be our highest rated beer. Uh, I'm actually gonna go with the. Uh, Take another sip before you. Ooh. Don't do it yet. Wait for it. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. I'm actually, <laughs> truthfully, I, I'm gonna go with a 4.5. Okay. 4.5. Yes. Right. Uh, it's not. It's not. It doesn't do crazy stuff for me. But I'm surprised because I was surprised. I had to give it more than a three. You know, because I'm not typically a. I don't really like super super sweet kind of IPA type drinks. But uh, you know, whatever. I'll delightfully surprised. Like this is, I, I get it now. Very good. Now I understand. <laughs> like, wow, the <De> coconut. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm definitely glad that we uh, we went ahead and, and tried this. I, uh, but I, I'd, I'd, I'd give it a 4.5 out of six. All right. Email the boys if you want to give your feedback. <laughs> Email Fine. the boys if you want us to send you some. We'll take some pretty epic wow. trades. <clears throat> oh yeah, there's a there's a pretty avid online beer exchange for these exact beers. So if you'd ever like to get these shipped to your house, invite by, only apparently by somebody, not us, but somebody that we may or might not know, just let us know and we'll uh. Why we be on the street? Is that like illegal? Is it illegal to like ship beer? So distribution licenses from the ATF are very, very specific to the state that they originate from, and uh, I do not own a distribution license. Do you? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) It's in the Constitution. Sure do. (laughs) It's not tea, so it can't be taxed. As far as you know, yes. That's a beer review. Thank you. Yo, this is Bobby Spence from Hotel Graffiti. You are listening to Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack Podcast. Light me up. Get it. There we go. <laughs> hey, any final thoughts? No, I mean, I think that was very constructive. Pretty, pretty much said it. I'm yeah, we don't waste too much time there. That was good. I'm proud of them. Like, share, listen, repeat. Want to sign us off, Dave, or are you good? Well, you know the deal, kids. Uh, tune into Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack. Every week. Why do you always stare at me when you do the this? The only You only stare place. at me. I am not the only person in the room, David. Thank you. Where you can get <laughs> local, <laughs> national, Hello. and international rock, metal, oh, and beer again. reviews. Right, Ghost Voice? That's damn right, Dave. See? See? God, he knows your name. He I know that I wasn't you home. fibbing. I'd like to add in. might not be the only place, but it is the original place. Oh, no. It's the only place. That's what she said. You're not going to get content like this when you're half... In the bag. In. (laughs) The bag. This is a sweet spot, though.
<laughs> On that note, kids, we will catch you next time. If your kids, please don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Tell late. your mom to stop drinking while driving. Save your children. It's a little late for that warning. Good grief. Love you, mean it. See you. Catch you next time. There we go. <laughs> That is the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning in to another exciting episode of Heavy Metal Over a Sick Back Podcast. Marcus, Dave, and Anthony signing off. Check out the podcast at hmoa6pack.automatic.net. Email hmoa6pack at gmail.com. Like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.